Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Chandler in the building. Chandler. 
Yes. <laughs> I know he took a break from gaming to 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 say, "Hey, what's up, brother?" <laughs> Not much, man. Just, you know, just doing me. Yeah, see, I get I hear click click clacking in the background. I I, I know it's all good. It's good to hear you, though. It's good to hear you, Larry. Voice, Larry don't worry, because Taylor has a December birthday too. How are you like that? How oh wow, like we that? got a lot of December babies. He's, he's, oh, he's a goodness. December baby. He, he's he's one of the good guys. He's one of us. one of the good guys. Well, you know your baby's got her birthday coming up in uh, twenty days, so you better you he's better holler at your girl. Yeah, she's a Sagittarius. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's why we click so much. She, she's the she, best. She's one of the stars. No problem. God, God. She is getting to be a handful and then some. And then my oldest daughter, hers is the end of the month, the 20, 28th. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's oh, my God. And then, oh, I, just never Taylor, I think Taylor's birthday is the 29th. Wait, how'd that go? It's is the 27th it? or the 29th. The 27th or the 29th. I really want to say the 27th, though. 27. Oh, wow. 27. I know Big Bro birthday now. Ah. And the legendary homeless, too. So, you know, you know, December 4th, right? So, listen, it's a good month for you guys. It's all it's all good. <laughs> so the, the most wonderful time of the year. I told you. The most. <laughs> well, I got another one I'll bring in that we can get cooking. Uh, calling from the 615, Mr. Harvey himself, another chef in the building. What's up, Mike? What's up, fellas, man? How's it going? We good, man. We chilling. We vibing. You know, listen, it's it's a blessing to have all you guys here, man. I miss talking to you guys, talking some sports, so I'm ready to chop it up. Um We, we didn't get a chance. I was surprised we didn't get a chance. We, we usually hijack the NFL show. Mike and talk a little college football. We didn't get a chance to talk much uh, college football, so I want to get it in there. I want to get it in because we're coming up on championship week um, in most conferences. Um, you know, we got some surprise games coming up, and we got some, some you know, because of the, you know the way it shook out. But you know, we got some big games. TCU going against Kansas State, um, LSU Georgia. That's going to be your game. Um, I'm sure you're going to be watching out for Michigan, Purdue, not as big. Clemson, North Carolina, um, you know, that's for the ACC. Um, you got Utah and um, <laughs> Utah and USC. That's happening Friday night. Uh, that should be a good game. But really the talk of the town is really the college rankings and, and how, you know, Georgia – uh, stays number one, but Michigan app out of Ohio State gets to the number two spot pretty much. I, f- I feel is a lock to get into the playoff. Uh, TCU at number three, uh, still undefeated, um, going into their conference championship. And USC uh, leaps into number four with, uh, with, their, with their win against Notre Dame. And then Ohio State and Alabama on the outside looking in. So, TP, I mean, you know, are you – I'm pretty sure you're good with the rankings – uh, the top four. Um, if you're not, let me know. But I mean, honestly, do you think there's a chance that Ohio State, even though they don't have a game this weekend, can slide in? And th- is Alabama all but done? Um, I feel like Alabama may still get in there. I'm I'm not cool with the way the committee's playing around. Um, Ohio State lost convincingly to Michigan. Um, they didn't drop as far as I think they would have. We've seen a lot of teams go through a lot of crap. Uh, when they lose, that's basically it, and uh, their season is over. 
Now, I get it. Alabama is in a situation where, uh, you know, they lost a good amount of games this season, not not normal. And uh, <clears throat> they're a NCAA cash cow, so you want to see them out there for their pockets. But at the end of the day, it's like um, I don't want to see them hurry up and get back up in there either because it's about time we change the guard. And um, Nick Saban actually had, to me, Nick Saban finally got his stint with karma, um, especially when he picked on Jimbo and Dion and Dion's up to an undefeated season. Jimbo's not having that same success, but now Alabama's not that one. But looking at this situation, I, I think that there could be one of those top four that can end up going down, and that could be a tough scenario if Ohio State gets in there and they got bludgeoned in Columbus. So um, it's interesting to see. Um, I think USC, they might be in trouble too. If you look at the spread in Vegas, that get, that that spread is too close for me for that Utah-USC mm. situation, especially with uh, the way that USC has been playing all season long. And Utah always plays spoiler somewhere in the season, whether in the, if the game is in Utah and it's a night game or something, they'll end up beating the crap out of a team that you thought was going to run the table. And now this could be a situation where USC has been playing top-notch football in the Pac-12. They could end up getting their toes stubbed at the wrong time. So people do have to pay attention to what's going on at this point in time. I respect the four teams that are there. I really want to see, like, I'm I'm all about like underdogs and um Cinderella stories. I really want to see if TCU can hold it down. I want to see if USC can hold it down. I, you know, Michigan has been out of the talk for a long time of national championship contending and uh see if they could get it done. But uh somebody's gonna have to knock off Georgia. I don't think LSU can knock off Georgia unless they have it in them. If they can knock off Georgia, that would be impressive and that would shake up the heck out of the college uh football atmosphere. But to be continued, I want to see. I can't wait for it to go down. And like I said, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's interesting. I mean, I'm going to come right back to you, TP. I mean, I, I agree. Ohio State getting beat at home and beat bad should have probably taken a little bit of a tumble. But do you not feel because they are the one a one-loss team and then everybody behind them is a two-loss team. Like, Alabama, I don't think, has a real quality win on their schedule. Tennessee losing a bad game. LSU uh, stumbling late. Uh, Clemson with a bad loss. You know, a couple bad losses, in my opinion. Do you think you think Ohio State should be behind those schools? Um, I'm glad you came to me for this one. Sports City, please sit down, buckle up, because this can get messy. The Big Ten is overrated. That's why I do not really give OSU nor Michigan too much respect. I like what Michigan did this season for them to run the table, and especially to go into Columbus and knock off Ohio State because they're the only two tough teams within that conference. You can add Penn State when they have those whiteout games, but they lose games that they shouldn't lose, and, and they'll be on the situation where they'll have a two, three, or four-game, you know, four-loss season, and they're out already. So <clears throat> other than that, Iowa is just a run game. They don't really have a quarterback that comes out and be a stud. Minnesota's hit or miss. Like, they'll have a good season here, especially when they had Coach Kildare doing his thing. Um, Rutgers is a joke. Maryland, I mean, they're trying to build Tua's brother up right now. Um, I'm just trying to think of a lot of the Big Ten teams as quick as I can. Michigan State fell completely off as soon as they got rid of um, Kenny Walker. Um, He's out there in in Seattle now. Um, Indiana's never really been good for a long time. Illinois has actually had some glimpses here and there this season, but they, they try so much, especially trying to bring Lovey in there and getting the job done. It's, it's just been, it's just an array of funny stuff. And then just to ice the cake, the way Ohio State lost, 
Like, of course, you know that rivalry's there. That rivalry's one of the biggest in college football, right? In the end of the game where you or if somebody has the lead, they're going to start running the ball. Ohio State could not stop the run, and that's always been their Achilles heel, that they can't stop the run. They had two plays that combined over 150 yards rushing where Ohio State couldn't do anything about it. They basically got punched in the mouth at home. I can see if they were somewhere else, but they got beat at home like that against their rival. They know they should be ready. So, um, And Coach Day hasn't beaten Michigan since he's gotten a head coaching position. Even though Ohio State's been running the table, they've been doing that with Urban Meyer. That wasn't Coach Day. So there's a lot that has to happen for me to give Ohio State credit. But the committee, I think, has to see some cash cow, whether it's Alabama or Ohio State, to try and bring something back before this college football season's done. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, I think the Big Ten's down a little bit. But, I, you know, I think Ohio State isn't as – listen, it was embarrassing. They got beat up. And – after getting beat up last year in Michigan, for them to get beat up again and at home was disappointing. But I think out of a one-loss team, I would definitely have to put USC ahead of them for now. But I think Ohio State, you know, deserves to to be on that fringe just because the other two, the other teams, the two lost teams like Clemson did not do anything. Tennessee had a bad loss late. But, you know, um, Chandler, what do you think about the college playoff, the four teams that are in, the two that are, are – or the teams that are on the outside looking in? Um, I think they got it right. I think Georgia's a better team than Michigan. Um, you know, it's funny because people keep wanting to talk about losses. Well, you know, the same way Ohio State dog walk got dog walked, they did that to Oregon. One game shouldn't right. determine everything about your season. One game shouldn't determine it. Yes, it was. It, they got beat. Okay, um, they also won ten games. So those ten games no longer matter because they lost. And listen, I'm, I hate Ohio State. Let me be clear. I hate Ohio State. Um, so I'm not defending them. I'm just saying the the justifications they get used for them to put schools in certain positions are hypocritical at at best. Um, I still think they're going to find a way to get Alabama in there because I think USC is going to lose. Um, because Utah, listen, Utah will beat you. Um, Lincoln Riley still has yet to win a game that actually matters, okay, outside of the Big 12. So then you go, okay, or you go Ohio State. And see, the same way they keep talking about this Ohio State loss, the Ohio State loss, the Ohio State loss, that's the same thing you're going to use against Ohio State to get Alabama in. Yeah, but you know. So, um, and, yeah, I wouldn't say the Big Ten's overrated. What I'll say is they have a lot of coaches who get way too too much credit for being good when they're not. Um, you look at a coach at Penn State. Tell me the last game he won that he should have won. You can't. He constantly loses games he should win. If you go through through the Big Ten, pretty much every coach there, you're like, dude, do you ever win a big game? And Mel Tucker, listen, bro, you know, you got to, you got to, listen, I don't care if you got to fire your whole staff. You got to get Michigan State together. That's embarrassing what happened with Michigan State. That's just embarrassing, especially after they gave you that contract. And for a black coach to get a contract like that and then for you to put this product on the field, I got a whole lot of problems with that. But like I said, I don't have a problem with the top four. I personally think that once USC loses, the committee is going to find a way to get Alabama in. So Michigan, you better not screw up against Purdue. But you know what? Two things. Tucker, I, you know, I, 
as a as a black coach, I hope he succeeds. But this is what he gets for leaving Colorado high and dry. I'm sorry, you know he he did them dirty and, and ran to Michigan State, and he's what he's still you know figure it out, dude, figure it out. But for me, I don't think Alabama gets in because I think Alabama doesn't have another game, just like Ohio State doesn't have a, another game. Ohio State has one loss. Alabama has two. How does Alabama leapfrog Ohio State? I mean, in my mind. TCU, if even if they lose to Kansas State, TCU deserves to be in the playoffs. You run the table in the regular season, they deserve to be in the – no matter who the competition is, because you could say the same about Michigan and they're undefeated. I think if Michigan and TCU, even if they lose, they should be in the playoffs. Georgia's a lock, no question about it. Right? They're, they're in. But because, you know, LSU, even though they might be a champion – they got three losses. There's no way they leapfrog anybody. So I don't think Alabama gets in. I, and this will be the first year that, in my mind, it, it, that either Ohio State, Alabama, or Clemson hasn't been in the playoff. And none of those three teams really – I mean, maybe Ohio State, but Alabama doesn't deserve it because they don't have a quality win in my mind. And Clemson Clemson hasn't done anything either. So, Mike, what do you think about the teams in the, in, that are in and the teams that are on the fringe? So I agree with you that Georgia and Michigan are probably blocks. I think that you can argue that a one-loss TCU team has a better resume than a one-loss Ohio State team, right? So I I think Alabama's done with the two losses, and I think that other stuff sorted itself out. We we don't have the debate of what do we do with one-loss Clemson because they're not one-loss Clemson anymore. We don't have the debate of what do we do with two-loss LSU if they win the SEC. Now if they win the SEC, you just said it. It's three. I mean, it's still three losses because of the loss to a So they're not going anywhere, right? So, um, you know, I, the thing is Michigan does not have a strong schedule at all, and they avoided some tough games and rescheduled some stuff this year and traded out some good opponents for some scrubs, right? So – you can always play the schedule that's in front of you, but I think that Michigan's win this past weekend is convincing as it was pretty much locked them in. The interesting thing is I'm not sure if USC, you know, Utah is the only team that beat USC this year, right? And they beat them just like Thomas was talking about. They beat them in Utah at night um, in a close game. I'm not sure if they would have beat them by a field goal or something dumb or on something fluky. I'm not sure that two loss USC – doesn't still trump one loss Ohio State because they played a tougher schedule and more and better teams uh, comparatively uh, when you look at the rankings. And they also uh, really did a lot better against uh, a common opponent even later in the year when that opponent was playing better football. Now, if they lose, they probably do drop and Ohio State replaces them. But that's the case that will be made to put to try to push a two loss USC in over, you know, a one loss Ohio State. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, the three undefeated teams are probably in the playoff, unless TCU will just get blasted by Kansas State. But TCU has the toughest opponent of any conference game. Really, Utah's kind of right there, but Kansas State with only, I mean, they have the Tulane loss and they lost one of their game. So Kansas State's ten and two also, right? Coming in this game, maybe nine and three, but Kansas yeah. State's pretty tough. But I, I think that uh, 
I think that TCU probably has the biggest challenge. I think that USC is going to benefit from that neutral field. So I, I don't see how Alabama uh, really gets in. I, once again, I was going to be curious to see how they ranked them this week. And when Ohio State still slotted in over Alabama, I think Alabama's probably out regardless. And I think it's nice to see new blood. I agree, but I disagree. I can't see USC losing to Utah twice being uh, having a better resume than Ohio State. I just don't see it. Like, I can't – you can't lose to Utah twice. And Utah's a three-block team. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I am saying, though, that, pe- that that would be the argument against it. I think Ohio State gets in if USC loses. But I think anybody else could lose. Any of those other top three could lose and still make it in over a one-loss Ohio State team, but definitely over a two-loss Alabama. Yeah, exactly. I, I think so, too. And, and, guys, chime in if you want, but I, I literally think a one-loss TCU – deserves to be in. I think they might be on the fringe. Like, there's a good chance that the committee would take the sexier Ohio State over TCU, but I don't think that would be fair. I think TCU deserves to be in the playoff. I think a one-loss Michigan deserves to be in the playoff. But this isn't about deserve. This isn't about deserve. This is about Mm -hmm. who's going to drive ratings and put butts in the seats, right, and fill the hotels and buy all the merch. Okay, so if Michigan loses to Purdue, they're out. Mm-hmm. They're out. You think so? If USC, absolutely they're out. You lost to Purdue, come on, son. You you don't, first of all, if you lose to Purdue, you don't deserve to get in. First of all, <laughs> all right? Let, let's, let's start there. Let's start there. Now, what what will happen then is you, you use the, well, you know what? You only had one good win. You didn't have a great two. schedule. They had two. They had two. Okay. They beat a number what 10 Penn wins? State. You have to – they're top number Dude, 10. Penn, okay, stop, stop, stop. Penn State is one of the teams I'm talking about that always loses when it's – come on, man. Come on. I Miss know, but Penn it's, State. it's on Everybody, their resume, Chandler. It's on their resume. That don't make it a good win. Don't make it All a right. good win. Okay. Listen, okay. Penn, Penn State struggled with Rutgers. Miss me with that. All right? So – now, you go, you only had one good win, and you didn't win your conference. So now Ohio State gets in. Let USC lose. Dude, you're the Pac-12. Pac-12 is trash. You lost to Utah. You ain't your conference champion. Hello, Alabama. There you go. Oh, by the way, I'm supposed to say I want to talk, talk about a topic when we get a chance. About the what? I'm supposed to say that I got a topic when we get a chance. Okay, all right, we can continue to topic right after this, no problem. TP, what do you think, man? I mean, I think even though Penn State isn't as good as a top-10 team, it's a quality win. I don't see a quality win on, on Alabama's schedule, in my opinion, that would make me want to take Alabama over anybody else. Like, I just don't think Alabama gets it, and they don't have the extra game. And to me, you know what, conference championships, though, guys, like – it's not a prerequisite to get into this tournament. It never has been. It looks good, but it's it's never been a prerequisite because Georgia lost last year to Alabama. They didn't get in the conference championship. They got in. They won. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. TP, what do you think? I think the the committee will find a way to make that happen. <clears throat> if they okay. 
weigh out the strength of schedules. I guess that's the only way Alabama could get in there. That's the only way I could see it. Um, I'm not really buying that Ohio State crap from the committee. Like, I get it that they ran the table, and I understand where Chandler's coming from, but it's historically destroyed teams when they lost late in the season after running the table. If they ran 11 games, they play that 12 game and lose, they, they don't care. They get you out of there. But for some strange reason, Ohio State is there because they're in the rivalry game, lost by 23 points at home, and they're fifth. Like, that, I don't I don't feel that's fair at all. I feel like they trying to do their best to not lose one one or more cash cows. If Alabama's out, they got to get somebody there. And um, Ohio State can end up being that team if one of these guys lose. That's why I'm looking at the situation with, like, TCU, if they slip up, which I don't feel like they will, but I, it can happen. And uh, the USC situation also, I feel like Utah can end up surprising them and getting a win. The way that, the way that Vegas has that spread, it, it's scary to even mess with that game. I want to watch that game peacefully and just be like, I told you so. You know, but mm-hmm. I feel like something's up, man. Ain't none of them teams safe. Only one I feel like is safe right now is the Georgia Bulldogs at this point in time. Other than that, every one of them could lose. But, of course, I have ones that I want to see win. But the other team is really going to have to pull out that Rocky Balboa-type performance to get these guys off of their block. I mean, God, please get us the 12-team playoff next year because th- th- that would solve all the problems. There would only be about seeding at this point, right? But I got uh, serious. I want to bring him in and get him get him going. Serious. Go ahead, go ahead, man. Get go at go at it. You know, I've been sitting here waiting and sitting here listening to what's been going on. And for starters, I, the Big Ten is is the worst conference. And you know what? I'm gonna leave that alone. To each in their own. But here, here, here's the thing. I honestly believe that Alabama backs their way in and actually leaps Ohio State when it's all said and done. If if um if USC loses and or if TCU loses. And, again, Chandler hit the nail on the head. For, 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 for the committee and for everybody else, it's about bread. It's about money. They want to see Georgia um, go back at it with Alabama, you know. And at the end of the day, I think that's where it all sits. But first and foremost, um, TCU, like, Barry, you mentioned this when, when you were talking. You feel as though a one-loss team deserves to be – um, in the playoffs, if they if they win the whole regular season, keep in mind this is about money, bro. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. TCU TCU is not going to draw seats. TCU is not selling merchandise. Nobody's buying horn frog stuff. Nobody's jumping up and down talking about I want to see TCU play Georgia. That's not going to put butts in seats. Nobody's going to give a flying f about that because when these mid majors play these big schools, they get blown out. Ultimately, do I need to remind you what happened with Cincinnati last year? Everybody loves the Cinderella story, but at the end of the day, the Cinderellas have not shown up and played well in these massive games. So why in the world would the committee make that same mistake again? That's, again, for, 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 for me, okay, I wouldn't be shocked if Ohio State and Alabama find their way in, especially if both those, if the four seed and the three seed, TCU and USC lose. At the end of the day, I won't be surprised if they both find a way because it's about bread, it's about money, it's about putting butts in seats, and the TCU and Horn Falls are not going to do that. Okay, I mean that, that's fair. I mean, but I listen. I, I don't. I don't see it as. I know it's about money, but I I also feel like 
TCU didn't do anything to not be there. I, I really don't see that. And, like, you could – Cinderella, who cares? Like, is it about the money or is it about putting the four best teams on the field that put, that deserve to be there? I don't know. That's that's a question for the committee. I felt like the committee made their decision putting Ohio State ahead of Alabama. And Alabama really, to me, having a really hard, if no path, to getting in because they can't leapfrog Ohio State. They can't do it. They literally can't do it. They need a lot of dominoes to fall their way to get in. So um, we'll see. We'll see. But um, that's that's why we have these stupid rankings. That's why I'm saying <laughs> we need this freaking 12-game playoff, and, and the Rose Bowl needs to get off their, their high horse and, and, and join the party because they're holding up the line. But, um, but, yeah, Chandler, you had a dish. Let's throw it out there. First of all, don't be insulting the granddaddy of them all. Okay. All right. That's the so. problem, Chandler. That's the problem. <laughs> they think they're, they think they're, 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 they don't stink, man. Like, come on, man. Like, man. did you hear hey. what they, they, they have it, they had it until five o'clock. Did anybody, does anybody know what happened? Did they, um, did they approve to get into, you know, that, the college, whatever? Um, well, of course not, because they won't give them the assurances that they're going to get the day they want. Until they give them that assurance, the Rose Bowl is going to hold up, it's going to hold out. Yeah, so. today was the deadline. Today was the deadline at five o'clock. But because they, they want to have their tournament of roses, and then they want to have their twilight game, it has to be at four o'clock and on, on um, New yeah. Year's Day or whatever. Like, give me a break, dude. Yes. Yes. So, as you all know, there's a, a committee they created. First of all, okay, let's talk about baseball Hall of Fame, right? Let's talk about the baseball okay. Hall of Fame. Let's talk about any Hall of Fame. All right. The Hall of Fame is designed for the transcendent giants of the sport. People who, long after they're gone, you say their name, people who don't even follow the sport know who they are. For the others, it's if you don't reach that status, reach these milestones, these benchmarks, and we'll let you in. So if I have to justify putting you in, if you didn't reach these benchmarks, you don't get in. Because sports is about winning and losing. Sports is finite. has very defined things. So they created this committee, right, this modern era committee, to try to justify putting in more people into the Hall of Fame that don't belong in there, like Mike Messina, who don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Guys like him, okay? So I've been going at it on Twitter with the guys from the MLB Network because they're trying to justify putting Dale Murphy in the Hall of Fame. First of all, let me start here. The only people who remember Dale Murphy played baseball are his family and old Braves fans. You ask a Braves fan under the age of 30 who Dale Murphy is, and they will say, how the hell should I know? Okay? And that is not to knock his career. I am just telling you that Dale Murphy was not a giant of the sport. Dale Murphy was never the best player. They tried to tell me, oh, he, he was the best player for six years. During the demo, he played from 78 to 92, I believe. He played when Johnny Bench was playing and when Jackson was playing and when he started was playing and Jim Rice was playing and Fred Lynn was playing and Robin Yount was playing and Dave Winfield was playing and Ozzie Smith was playing. So tell me who Dale Murphy is better than of anybody I just named. Tell me who he's better than. He's better than none of them. None of them. So Dale Murphy was never the best player in the sport. He only had six years of sustained greatness. 
and he didn't reach the benchmarks. So how was he a Hall of Famer? How was Fred McGriff a Hall of Famer? Fred McGriff was a somebody not making the Hall of Fame is not a knock on their career. It just means you weren't good enough. And that's okay. You can still be successful. You can be successful and not be rich. You can be a great father and never get an award for it. You can be a really good husband. And nobody ever says, hey, you're a great husband. Don't mean you weren't a good husband. Right? If you mow right. your grass and your HOA tells the people next door, oh, we love your lawn. That don't mean your lawn don't look good. Just mean their lawn is better. That's life. Sports, you don't get a participation trophy in professional sports. You don't get to get in the Hall of Fame just because we like you. There's a lot of players that I grew up really liking. They weren't Hall of Famers. I would never fight for them to get into the Hall of Fame. Don Mattingly, one of my favorite players, is not a Hall of Famer. Let me be very clear on that. He's not a Hall of Famer. Wow. I like Don Mattingly. I think Don Mattingly wow. was great. He's not a Hall, a Hall of Famer. famer. Wow. He's one of the great defensive first basemen ever. Just because he doesn't have the sustained numbers doesn't make him all kind of Hall of Famer. Actually, it does, and that's the whole point. When you have to debate Okay, when you ha- if I have to debate your candidacy, that's already a strike against you, first of all. Then I got to debate your candidacy. Okay? But you can debate anybody. Now, you can, you, we can be a jerk and you can't. debate Actually, anybody, you can't. right? Actually, you can't. No, you can't. There's, there's certain guys you just can't debate. They, Johnny Bench, how can you debate Johnny Bench being a Hall of Famer? You can't. Ozzie Smith, you can't. People are debating, um, okay. people are debating uh, Barry Bonds and, and, um, and Pete Rose. That's that's because um, Pete Rose cheated, and they hate Barry Bonds and trying to justify keeping him out. That's very those are that's very different context. Let's talk about people who you know don't have okay. And again, Barry Bonds' name will, will live in the history of this sport, which already says he should be in. You understand what I'm saying? Terry Pendleton had one great season. Should Terry Terry Pendleton won an MVP? Is he a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. I like my him, point is very simple. Just because you like a player doesn't make him a Hall of Famer. And if I have to justify putting you in, if I have to fight to put you in, I have to say, yeah, but, but he had an average OPBS plus war um, efficiency rating. If I have to make up stats, okay, mm-hmm. if I have to cherry pick one season to justify putting you in, you're not a Hall of Famer. Get over it, people. But do you think there's some people that, that hadn't got in, that should be in, and they need that comedic in him? Is there anybody Name on one. that list, Chandler? No, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Is there anybody um, that had of Bonds, in that should... Outside of Bonds and Clemens, who we both know are on that for reasons that have nothing to do with sports, okay? Okay. Outside of them, no. There's not one guy on that list that you could say definitively – is a Hall of Famer. What about one guy because that will be on that them. list eventually? What about, like, Andrew Jones? Andrew Jones, for me, it, Andrew Jones is a borderline guy, so then I come down to the benchmarks. Did he hit the benchmarks, and he didn't. So, unfortunately, um, no. And I love Andrew Jones. I think he's one of the greatest defensive center fielders that ever played this game, okay? I, I think there's maybe two guys better defensively than him. Ever mm-hmm. that played this game, mm-hmm. but he didn't mm-hmm. hit the benchmarks. So I'm sorry, Andrew, but 
you didn't get but you what, didn't check all the boxes, so you know. But what he has four hundred home runs. The benchmark is five. Is it though? Derek Jeter doesn't have five hundred. Well, it home was. Runs. It, it 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 was when he played. Five hundred was okay. a, no. Jeter got three thousand hits though. Jeter got three thousand. Three thousand no. hits or four hundred. Here's, here's how I'll come back at you, Chad. Then I want to bring it around the table. Andrew Jones doesn't have five hundred home runs during the steroid era. That means he didn't take steroids. We don't, we can probably debate it, but he didn't take steroids. So does his five hundred four hundred clean home runs outweigh five hundred dirty home runs? No, because I don't know that he didn't take steroids. Okay, fair. Prove he didn't. Guys, Prove he didn't. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, and I hate that he gets lumped in that argument, but to me, Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. Like, he, he's going to – I feel like he's going to be on that list that of guys that should be in, and that committee hopefully will get him in because I feel like he deserves it. He, you said it. He's one of the greatest defensive center fielders we've ever seen. And he's got he's got numbers. He's got 400 home runs. I feel like – and he's – I think – RBI-wise, he's near the top at his position. Like, why would get in? Like, guys, go ahead, chime in, please. But, like, a guy like Andrew Jones is a case for that committee. I think McGriff isn't a Hall of Famer. I don't think Dale Murphy is a Hall of Famer. But I think Andrew Jones is. So, I think Andrew Jones is. I also agree with a lot of what Chandler said. There's a couple things that I would slightly disagree with, and that is I think – what a Hall of Fame should be, should be, you should be at a, such a prestigious level that people, you know, even outside the sport know your name. It should be, you know, not an insult if you're not there. But if you look, there are people in each of the Hall of Fames that maybe a lot of people outside the sport don't necessarily know. That's the first thing that I would say. And, and the other thing I would say is because of the way this process works, Every year, like I've heard stories from writers who were in the room and part of it, they have to narrow people down and can only select a certain number, for example, in football. So therefore, when these candidates, like the semifinal candidates are out, uh, then they meet and there's a person that will make a case for a particular uh, candidate and then they have to vote on it to narrow it down. So there, in a lot of ways, is debate over a person's candidacy uh, on a regular basis, and that's part of the process. But I do agree with your your general uh, principle of the, uh, you know, in your topic. CP, what do you think? <clears throat> Chandler, as usual, very interesting, and, and this is heavy stuff. I. I really want to see how this boils down. I think that if Andrew Jones was going to go to the Hall, he should have been in, like, soon or recent. Like, why are they playing with him? And interesting enough, like, us growing up in that 80s era, like, at least where we from, or at least from what I saw, I won't even just put you to it, but a lot of people, like, smothered Donnie Baseball. Like, they love what he brought to the game. But with Chandler challenging that, it's like, well, well, damn. Like, like, I want to see who – defends Donnie Baseball with everything. And just like he said, people will pinpoint to try to pick one thing and make, make you go, hmm, okay, maybe that's, like, feasible for you to get there. And it's like, are you really going to hold other players that came out and did stronger or had stronger careers than what he did 
other than him being in a New York market and everybody loved everything that 23 did for the Yankees, you know? So this is, this is very impressive. I, I love that the grill is lit. It's on fire right now. And, and I want to see where we go with it. Cause um, to be brutally honest, I kind of want to back him like to see where this goes. To back who? <laughs> Mr. Knight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, Barry, Barry, I'll give you yeah, a name. Keith Hernandez. Okay. Keith Hernandez. If God, Keith Hernandez isn't even on this particular ballot that they're doing this modern day, Keith Hernandez, just as good defensively, I would some would say better. That at that point is purely just preference. But he's also mm-hmm. one. He also was instrumental in two teams winning the World Series. Instrumental. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't a big player. You gonna tell me Don Manley deserves to be in over Keith Hernandez? Really? <sighs> mm-hmm. Ruffled the feathers. Look at I. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I. No. Well, does Don Manley deserve to be over Keith Hernandez? Yes. But wow! Unbelievable. I, 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 look at his numbers, though. He barely got over a thousand RBIs for his career. He's a, almost a three hundred hitter, but. I mean, you know, he had some lean years, right? Like, Keith Hernandez is one of the okay. great defensive first basemen, too, but Don Manley, yeah. his offensive numbers, their defensive numbers are the same, are almost the same. Offensively, mm-hmm. Donnie's... But Keith won an MVP and Donnie won an MVP. They each won an MVP, right? Each won double-digit gold gloves. Um, so then it becomes, do you value winning? Because Don Manley was a really was a was a was the best player on some terrible Yankee teams. Let's be honest. Yeah, that couldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, the, if there was an expanded playoffs, he would have got it. You know, so and that's and that's my point. When when we have to get to the to, to picking these kinds of nits, maybe neither one of those guys is actually a Hall of Famer, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean their careers are right. terrible. It just means yeah, no, they weren't right. quite good enough. I mean, I, I just know that from a period in the mid, mid to later, probably like what, no, 80, what do you think, like 86 Chandler to 89, that Madeline was probably one of the best, not the best players in the American League. I can I don't know if I can oh, say that. I don't know if I can say yes. that for, yes. for Keith Hernandez. But I guess I, I don't disagree with you. My heart tells me that Manley's a Hall of Famer. My head tells me both of those guys aren't Hall of Famers. And I, I agree with I Listen, I agree, but my heart said, I'm biased. Of course I'm going to say Donnie Baseball should be in the Hall of Fame. I, you know what I mean? Like, he was the hit man. Like, he, had a, he was that dude. I, I don't know. I, you know, he just didn't have a long run as a top player. Like, Ken Griffey, undeniable. He was the, one of the best players for a long time, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's guys like that that had that, that they had sustained excellence for over a longer period of time. Don, Donnie Baseball had it for a couple years, and then his back betrayed him. You know what I mean? So, you know, listen, it's, it's, it's a fair argument. But, again, I agree with you in, in – and, you know, if anybody wants to take the reins, go ahead. Like, I agree that Barry. if there is a if there is doubt, you have to leave them out. You know what I mean? 
give me, give me, give me, give me Donnie's stat line career. Yeah, I mean, you, he was a three oh seven hitter, um, twenty one hundred hits, uh, two hundred twenty two home runs, and uh, just under eleven hundred RBIs. And it's very close to Keith Hernandez too. Very close. It's closer than I thought it was, to be honest. Because Keith Hernandez was a two two ninety six hitter, two two hundred two uh, twenty twenty one hundred hits, uh, one hundred and sixty two uh, home runs, and just a, you know just under eleven hundred RBIs. So their numbers are really comparable. Both had an MVP. Um, Donnie was a six time All Star. Keith was a five time All Star. Donnie has more like Silver Slugger and, and awards, but he only has nine Gold Gloves. Keith has ten. Oh no, he has eleven. So it's it's close. So what's 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 your reason that they're holding him out? I want to know why you think they're holding him out if they're comparable. Holding holding Donnie out? No, Keith. Well, I think that, you know what? Well, you get ten years, right? You get ten years after you your five year uh, retirement, and if you don't get the seventy five, they just didn't get enough votes. Um, I I don't think Keith. When you look at first basemen that are in the Hall of Fame, and then you look at Keith and Donnie, they're not on those guys' level, I think, right? To be honest, and you tell me, and Mike, you know too. Tell me if I'm wrong. Like when you look at great first basemen, they don't pop up. Um, I would disagree with that, but I think that Hernandez isn't in because of cocaine. Um, I think that's what you're holding against Keith. Because uh, remember, he was part of that whole deal with the cocaine. Um, and I think that's why Hernandez is there. Say that again, you would break up a little bit. Yeah, to take your dog out. I said, remember, Hernandez reported that whole. Remember when a bunch of guys got busted with cocaine and Dale Barrett and a bunch of other guys? Hernandez was yeah, part of that. Yeah. yeah. I think they're still holding that against him. Okay, that's fair. Um, but, I mean, I look at his position, and I look at, like, Luke Gehrig, Pujols, Greenberg, Jimmy, James Fox, um, and then you got, like, even Todd Helton, I think, you know, like, Jim, you know, Jim Tome, he's in, Willie McCovey, uh, really underrated Giants player uh, in my mind. But, you know, like, I don't know, man. It's just he's, he's at the back half of the top ten, like him and Donnie Baseball. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't put I wouldn't push him ahead of those guys. Like, um, you know, Frank Thomas is probably higher. You know, David Ortiz, technically, right? Like he was a DH, but he played first base too. Harmon Killebrew is a first baseman by trade. Like, it starts to really there's guys that that you would take over Hernandez and Donnie baseball, it, and it's it pains me to say it. I would, I would say when, when it comes to those two, I would say there's not a lot of guys that I take over because I value defense. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely, um, absolutely. That doesn't mean that I think they're they're better than those players. If that makes any sense, like right. of all the guys you said, the only guy that I would take over them is Willie McCovey. Mm-hmm. I would take both of them over Frank Thomas. I would say, I would man, please, Jim Tony missed me with Jim Tony, that butcher. Okay, that hand-handed butcher. 
Yeah, but Miguel Cabrera was was a first baseman the majority of his career. Miguel Cabrera is one of the best, best but, right-handed hitters we've ever seen. But he was also a really good third baseman. That's true. And true. he was he was not a butcher at first base. He was a he was an above average first baseman for a lot of years. He just never got credit because his hitting overshadowed it. Right. But see, that's the thing is his hitting overshadowed his defense. Everybody just presumed that well, he's just a, a good hitter at first base. No, Miguel Cabrera could play defensively. He could hold his own. No, he was no. No. So. Yes, I'm saying, it, it, and that's why that's why I'm saying. At a certain point, we have to get out of our feelings when it comes mm-hmm. to the whole thing. We got to get out of our feelings and just look at it the way it is. You know, right? Yes, I would like to be two inches taller and look a hell of a lot better than I do. It ain't happening, bro. That don't mean <laughs> I got a terrible life. Okay, right? It's all right. You know, you don't have to be the prettiest one at the party to have a good time. Thank God, because I wouldn't have had a good time or not. <laughs> but, like, in five years, though, guys, like, I mean, it's serious. I haven't heard from you either if you're there. But, I mean, like, in five years, there's no debate about Pujols, right? He's, he is a Hall of Famer. Like, there's no debate. Like, there's a debate with Hernandez and Manley and guys like that, and Andrew Jones even, you know what I mean? So it's like those guys, to me, they 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 need that committee to get in. That I feel like they deserve it. I really do. I think there will be some because of the high. I mean, it's 75%, and there are some people biased, and some people don't even like some people don't even take that shit serious. Like anybody that doesn't vote certain guys on their ballot, uh, I don't know that they should be still have their right to vote <laughs> in certain ways. Like, uh, like yeah. there are no doubters. I mean, like so. I I would say that in some ways I almost wonder if the the baseball one is not. Uh, I don't. In some ways, more corrupt, but also more biased in a way that I think kind of committee is more necessary than any other sport. It's writers. It's right. What the hell do they know? They just covered these guys. If they didn't get a good byline or a good quote or an article or interview, then they won't vote for you. Like, there's one guy that didn't vote for Derek Jeter. Like, how the, how the hell do you not vote for Derek Jeter? They're all in favor. Like, what, what, what criteria did you say, oh, I just didn't want him to be unanimous? That was the only criteria that that jerk from Boston had. He didn't want him to be unanimous. Like, give me a break. You know what I mean? So, there, yeah, there's bias. It's it's, it's never going to go away. Never going to go away. Um, but uh, what a topic! Thank you, thank you, Stanley, uh, because you got the juices flowing on that one. Anybody else want to say anything on this before we? I want to talk a little football before we get out of here. No, TP, we good? No, you can start it off. No, go ahead. No, nah, okay, okay, absolutely. I mean, this is this is a very good topic. I really do want to revisit it, but we can yeah, absolutely. Proceed. I mean, if you guys want to keep going, we can keep going. I, you know, no, no, no. It's up to you. No, Chandler, Chandler brought steak tonight. <laughs> Chandler brought steak. <laughs> Whoa, just, and he I'm got you started. Oh, that's a good thing. He got you started. <laughs> that's the best part about it. What Barry's hero? What? 
I'm just here. I'm, like I'm saying, I'm just here for the hors d'oeuvres. You know what I mean? Like, you know, no, like, yeah, like, right. Now, now, when you talk about Johnny <laughs> Baseball, I just heard you huff and puff and hold your breath. That was it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it irks me that he doesn't end. Like those are the two guys, like Johnny Baseball and Andrew Jones. Like those two guys. Like how can you not have them in the Hall of Fame? Andrew Jones more than Donnie Baseball. But, like, how is Andrew Jones not a Hall of Famer? Like, how is that possible? Like, you know, like, TP, you tell me, is Torrey Hunter a Hall of Famer? I don't know if his numbers support it, but he has a lot of things that could get him there, especially how many gold gloves he got out there in center field. I feel Torrey can debate that Andrew Jones stuff, but I think Andrew was more damaging at the plate than Torrey was. But Torrey has a, a significant career itself. But like, why was why isn't the impact that Tory Holt had on the defensive side and Andrew Jones doesn't weigh more heavily and get them into the Hall of Fame? Like, how many runs has that guy saved with his defense? Like Tory Hunter. Like to me, I I like defense, just like Chandler said. Like, why wouldn't he be a Hall of Famer? Why is not Tory Holt considered more? Because he doesn't have the sexy numbers. It doesn't make any sense to me. His teams also didn't win. Um, and that plays a part, man. His team, and, and, and unfortunately, with center fielders, it's very subjective because mm-hmm. it gets held against them if they're not good defensively, but it also gets held against them if they're not sluggers. How many great defensive center fielders were sluggers? Mantle, two, Mays, Willie Mickey, and Snow. Let's miss, okay, okay, well, we're not counting him. We're we, we talking guys that are actually in. You got Willie Mickey in the group. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Everybody else fit into one category or the other. Right. So, uh, Tory Hunter, listen, I love Tory Hunter. Um, he's a he's one of the best people you could ever meet. Great guy. Not a Hall of Fame. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I just, would, I, you know, I just, I, I want to give these guys their flowers. I feel like they, they deserve to get in. I, I hear what you're saying. Tory didn't win enough, but, um, you know, you don't, the team doesn't get into the Hall of Fame. The player does. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's plenty of players that didn't win that got in. Like, um, you know, yeah, I'm not comparing him to Ernie Banks, but Ernie Banks never made the playoffs, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Now, Ernie Bates has way better numbers, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I I don't know. I just want to give Torrey Hunter and, like, Andrew Jones their props because I feel like their defense was un- unmatched, and I feel like that, that means something. You know what I mean? I feel like it means something. So it's like, why give out the award if it doesn't mean anything? You know what I mean? Like, or in, like, what's that, the new the new one that, um like, I think uh, Trevino got this year? It was like, it wasn't like a gold glove. It was like a... Uh, platinum yeah, glove, platinum or something like that. Yeah, it's like, what's the point of that? Why, why have that award if it doesn't mean anything and it won't get you into the Hall of Fame? What does that mean? You know what I mean? Oh, a platinum glove. All right, you know, you know I'm going to go diamond. You know, like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> what are we talking about here? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> But you know, whatever. But it's it's a, it's a good debate. It it, it really is, and I, I feel like it, it, I I feel like it's like award shows. There's a, there's a bias to it. Um, it's 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 not like I'm like it's like I said. It's these writers. Seventy five percent 
the writers have to vote you in, and they could they they have no reason other than they don't want to vote for you to not put you in, and that's that. They they don't have to justify it. They don't have it's anonymous. They don't have to put their name to it if they don't want to. Like I wish they would put their name to it and it said, "Yo, why did you not vote for this guy? Like, put your name on it." You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Um, it's a joke. But um, there's a lot of NFL stuff going on right now. Um, but I, I I don't even know where to start. But I, I had to. I I sent it to Sirius and Mike earlier today, and I want to definitely get your guys' opinion on on um, Patrick Peterson. Um, have it on a podcast recently and, and coming out and saying they were talking about Kyler Murray and, you know, how, well, it started talking about Kingsbury, how he would be on the hot seat and he would take the fall for how bad the season's going in Arizona. And then Patrick Peterson, you know, they were talking about Kyler Murray and it's like, Kyler Murray only cares about Kyler Murray, basically. Um, you know, shots fired. And he didn't stutter. He didn't. He didn't take it back. He. He. he I, I said what I said. Uh, kind of moment. Um, CP. I mean, do you think? What do you, What do you think about those comments from Patrick Peterson? Initially, verbatim, give me everything that he said before I start to like give my full synopsis and everything. Okay, I gotta find the article. I will do that right now. But I had it on my phone. I, I will bring it up. Um, Kyle Murray fired back today, uh, too. Um, but Patrick Peterson basically said, Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray. When um, they were asking him about what's going on with this, this former team, um, you know, you can see it. It's all things covered uh, podcast. You can probably listen to it if you want to. Um, you know, listen, they're, they're a 4-8 and eight team. Um, so, you know, the Cardinals are, and, you know, you know, Kingsbury is coming under, coming under fire for it. And Kyle Murray fired back saying, you're on some weird ish, you know what I mean? Um, but you know, this is the guy that, you know, was before he got his money, unfollowed everybody, all of the Cardinals and everything. So I don't know if Peterson's bitter or justified, but, um, basically that's what he said. Kyle Murray don't care about nobody but Kyle Murray. I um, I look at the situation where I agree with Patrick Peterson. The, the crazy part about this is, is uh, Kyler was sitting on the bench. I think the last two games, and he he could have given it a go, especially with them still like surviving in the hunt, you know. And um, they have Hollywood back. They got pieces there to try to make a run while the NFC West can't even figure out who's going to take it. If Seattle's going to stay aboard, where they were supposed to win one or two games, San Francisco finally put it together and. The Rams look like they're tanking, and Arizona still is probably one of the worst teams in that division right now where they can still hold their fate if they can put a string of games together. So I get where Patrick is coming from. It's random at this time of the season that he put it together, and Kyler really didn't do too much to defend himself either. So how much of this are you going to take? What, what, how much more are people going to try to, like, slander your name until you do something about it? Um, I don't think him and the coach fit at all. So that's something to think about as well. So um, – there's a lot to unpack there, especially with, with Kyler himself. Kyler wanted – well, not to say he wanted to, but he was drafted baseball. This really, this football thing is not really working out for him. He's a significant player. He can make plays on the run. He can make some throws, but he's still a smaller quarterback. He needs to, like, drop back heavily or be in shotgun so he can see over the line. And um, I don't know where his run of success comes. Like, it may be a season here or a season there, but it has to be consistent. You're going to end up watching him waste – 
D-Hop's career or watching Hollywood try to figure out where to go or just stay, stick it through with what's going on in Arizona. So this is very interesting, especially with former teammates. This is similar to what Russ is facing with all of his former teammates as well. But this timing is, is gold right now. Yeah, I was going to get to Russ in a minute too. But, listen, I I can't – there's nothing that I've seen from Kyler Murray to make me disagree with what Patrick Peterson threw out there. And it might have been out of spite. It might have been a little hate in there. But prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Like, serious. I, I, I said that to you today. And you, you, you chimed in on it. What do you think about what Patrick Peterson said about uh, Kyler Murray? You know, it, it's very easy, in my opinion, to to say stuff like that behind somebody's back or through a, through a podcast or through an interview. But when those two were teammates, they were really, uh, they were really brothers. So it, it, it baffles me that you got the balls to say that now, but really don't have the balls to pull up and say that when the man's sitting in front of you. With that being said, based off of everything that, uh, we have seen and heard from Kyler Murray. I can't necessarily disagree with what Patrick Peterson is saying. Keep in mind, this is a this is a guy who had a study clause in his contract. You know what I'm saying? That he cried and threw a fit to get taken out. So if you are the quarterback of a franchise and they are paying you all the money in the world and they have to make sure they highlight, underline, you know, throw it in bold and italics for you to study, you know, a certain amount of time during the week so you can be ready for the regular season. Something is significantly wrong. And if you look at how he's performed on the field, even when he was healthy, he he really hasn't gotten it together. And so, again, is Patrick Peterson long for his comments? No. But I, 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 I take it with, you know, a side eye because, again, it's very easy to say what you got to say about a man while you're in Minnesota sitting at the top of your division, you know, one of the top spots in the NFC. But when this man was sitting in front of you, you wouldn't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Jay-Z says this, wouldn't bust a knife in a fruit fight. You know what I'm saying? So if you won't, if you won't have the balls to say it, make sure you pull up on that man and say that directly to him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's easy to kick a man when he's down, right? Like, I, I agree with you, Wait, but He said bust a knife in a fruit fight? What the heck is that? Busting great. My fault. My computer's messing up. Busting great for the wow, You know the what computer? I'm saying, my guy. Okay. No further questions. <laughs> you know what I'm okay. saying. Thank you, TV, for correcting. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so <soon. laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, but, um, yeah, like yeah, I said, like, boy, I, don't, I, don't, don't, don't make me pull up on you, man. Birthday guy, don't don't. It's almost December. Don't make me pull up. Don't make me pull up. Easy, easy, easy. Calm down. Easy, easy. <laughs> Tell him this ain't over. Just like Nas said to Jay Z. This is the takeover. To call and say this ain't over. <laughs> but Mike, what do you think about Patrick Peterson saying about Kyler Murray? A lot of these quarterbacks, you know, kick them while they're down kind of attitude right now. I mean, I think, obviously, quarterback on a team that's struggling, I think that he's young enough in his career that if it's not true, he has the chance to prove us wrong or prove uh, maybe even Patrick Peterson wrong. He may not ever prove him wrong, but can he prove uh, 
fans wrong or his, you know, if anybody thinks that on his team now wrong, we'll see. Uh, he's got all the weapons and the pieces. It's, uh, I, I will say this, he does need to be protected a little bit better. That line is terrible. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's that's just the on-the-field part, but I can understand how a lot can be frustrating if you feel like you're getting helped out of you. However, you don't get Joe Burrow from playing, and he's getting beat up just as bad uh, behind that line. They've, they've been a little better this year, but there's still some games where it's, I mean, like open sesame in that offensive line. So, I <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can see how or why uh, people think that and, and why it's being said. Um, he's young enough to still kind of turn it around, and for the sake of the Cardinals franchise, you hope he can because they've invested a lot in this team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, he's not getting much help, but, you know, like, do, do they want to help him? Like, I don't know. Who knows? Chad, like, what do you think about Patrick Peterson and Kyler Murray? Um, I think that this is stuff that was being leaked since Kyler's been there, and I think Patrick Peterson just finally put put a name to it. Um, right. Here's the thing with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is extremely intelligent, right? Kyler Murray is smart enough so that he don't have to study. All he got to do is read through the playbook one time, he got it, right? And you have people like that. Um, Kyler Murray has been given, because of his intelligence, he's been able to kind of skate through. And when I say skate, what I mean is when you're extremely smart, you can just get by on your intelligence. You don't really build up uh, people skills. You don't really worry about struggling. I can't relate to the fact that you got to study all night, bro. I can't relate to that. Because um, I just rolled in here, did a, did a quick review of my notes, and I got a 95. You know, you study for three weeks, you got a 75. I can't relate. So, yeah, I, I'm not trying to hear from you when you're trying to tell me how I could get better. What the hell do you know? You know what I'm saying? You're still over there studying. So <laughs> that's, that's where we start, right? That's what the clause was about because he, he doesn't want to get on the same page as everybody else. He doesn't want to get on the same page. He wants them to get on his page. That's not how sports works. But you got to get on their page, bro. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. I I, I, I would would agree with you if Colin Murray was playing good football. If he was reading defense and hitting open targets. If he was able to, you know, stop running around and everything like that. But the fact that they had to put that in the clause. Shows me that he's Seriously. not doing that. No, and this this you you miss my point. What I'm saying is he could do it. He chooses not to because he thinks he knows better. Right. Okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. I read it. Right. I'm smarter than you, so I'm gonna do it this way because this is better. It ain't the fact that everybody else is doing going left. I'm smarter than you, so I'm gonna go right, and y'all need to come with me. And that's not happening, which is why he's throwing left, the receiver's breaking right. You know what I'm saying? He's throwing it out, the receiver's running it in. And here's the piece. He could absolutely be right in that he needs to throw here or throw there. But if you're not willing to get with these guys, study with these guys, hope these guys get on your page, then are you really about the team or are you about yourself and your ego? I believe that, I believe that what Patrick Peter says 100%. 
I don't think it's malicious. I think that Kyler, Kyler Murray just hasn't figured out the fact that just because you're smarter than, than other people don't mean you know more than other people, okay? You can be smart as hell and be one of the dumbest people in the damn room. And that's what Kyler is right now, okay? He's a really bright guy who's the dumbest guy in the room because he can't read the room. He has no people skills. Yeah. And now you got former teammates saying, I don't have a problem with what Patrick Peterson said. I wish he had said it when he was there. Like Siri said, I wish you had said it when he was there. Maybe he would have listened. I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, Kyler Murray is going to have to get humbled before he'll listen. Kyler Murray's going to have to lose his job and not be able to get a job in the NFL. But unfortunately for him, he'll just go play baseball. That's the worst part is um, Kyler Murray is one of those guys who won't get it till he's in his 50s. The dude, you yeah. know what? If you hadn't been such an a-hole, maybe you'd have had a better career. And he won't be humbled, uh, Chandler, because he got his bag, right? They paid him. They paid him his money. So it's like, listen, we all said the same thing about um, Zach Wilson uh, a week or two ago. He got humbled. You came out there. You didn't read the room. You had a layup question where you asked if you let the defense down. You said no. You got punished for that. That and the fact that you stunk this year. You haven't done anything. He got humble before he got his back. He he was able to be humble because they're not paying him over $140 million. Kyler Murray's got his back, so what, what do I need to be humbled about? I got my money. I don't care about you. This is about me. Like, that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, these quarterbacks, man, they better get it together. I mean, look at, you know, I, I we could pivot right into Zach Wilson because I definitely wanted to talk about how this dude should not see the field for the rest of the year. He got humbled, but this is a teachable moment for that kid because you had a you had a chance to, to bring your locker room together and say, you know what, it's on me. Even the great quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers said, you know, I had a bad game. Tom Brady said the same thing every time. Like, when when it goes bad, it's on me. When it goes good, it's on us. We all did it. And that's what Zach Wilson missed, and he missed that opportunity to be a leader. He showed that he's a child, but like he's not ready for that. Um, you know, so that's where Kyle Murray has to get to. But unfortunately, he got his money. So I don't know if he'll ever get there. I mean, CP, I mean, you know, Zach Wilson, humble. Matt White comes in against the Bears. But Matt White shouldn't lose this job until he proves he can't do it. Do you disagree? Yeah, he actually made a statement at the end of the game. He said, uh, now it's time for Zach, Zach to sit behind me. So I think he, <laughs> you know, He's ready for that situation to outdo what Zach was able to do. And it's tough because Zach only lost two games, and they were the Patriots. He's 5-0 and against everybody else he played. But um, mm-hmm. I, I still am weary about the receiving core in New York with the Jets. If they can do this consistently for White and pick up a string of wins so they can attack the AFC playoffs the best way that they can because they shocked a lot of people, including myself. So I um, – Again, I said this before, I was high on Zach coming out of BYU. I wanted him, um, but the lights of New York are heavy. Forget too bright for him. He he can't handle that weight out there in New York. They're going to have to get rid of him and soon. Don't let him just sit there and just build up a characteristic and not do well. Hope, hopefully he goes somewhere in a job that he can get out there and still perform and do better than what he did in New York. Hopefully he has a better cast and receiver 
but I, I think he's done, and, and everybody's mind is made up from teammates to Coach Sally. So, um, especially if the Jets do pull off a string of wins, if they if they start winning because Mike White's behind center and they're doing it with not only their defense but their offense scoring points, this will say a lot about Zach Wilson moving forward, similar to what Sam Donald looked like. Yeah, I mean, but all he has to do is score, what, 17 points. And I, I disagree with you on one thing, TP. They have horses. They have receivers. Garrett Wilson can play. You know what I mean? Like, he could play. Elijah Moore had a good rookie season. And I said it last night. He wanted out of New York out of a good situation because of Zach Wilson. I think it was because of Zach Wilson, not because he wasn't getting the ball. Like, Mims it was disappearing. You know, Corey Davis was a receiver they brought in. He, you wouldn't even know he was on the team because Zach Wilson bouncing the ball over the place, scrambling and throwing it out of bounds because he can't figure it out. Um, they got receivers. They got enough talent on offense to get you some points, and they got a really good defense. Um, Chandler, what do you think about, excuse me, what do you think about uh, Zach Wilson in, in New York right now? He never should have been drafted number two, and, and I've been standing on that since they drafted him. Um, I, I, sometimes I wonder if Ty watches football. I mean, I know he does, but sometimes I wonder. He wanted him out of BYU. What the hell were you watching? Um, but <laughs> Wait a minute. I think this Wait is a minute. I can give you the numbers. I can give you the numbers. The dude was 81%. Whenever you tell the good team, they lost. I'll tell you what I was seeing. I'll tell you what I was seeing. Okay. Like, I, was, okay. I was done with Stafford. I, I, like, as you, as you can see right now, Matthew Stafford is – has more picks than touchdowns. I was done with that. And and even with them winning the Super Bowl, they didn't win because of Stafford. They won because that defense exactly. did that in spite of Stafford. So he had exactly. an 81% completion rate while he was out there. So it was like just getting somebody the ball was something I was about, not just having people being enamored with Stafford that could throw the ball 80 yards in the air. Like, no, that, there's more than that. So that's what I was ready for. Okay. So, but Dak Wilson well, wasn't that, even the captain when he was out. Say that again. So Zach Wilson wasn't named the captain of his college team. When you're the quarterback and they don't want to name you captain, that should disqualify you from being a top ten pick. I'm just saying right off the rip. So he already came in with leadership concerns. He already came in with leadership concerns. And then he came to New York and everybody celebrated him. And then when the whole thing came out with him sleeping with his mom's friends, it was, oh, man, we love Zach. He's a cooler hanger. Yay, Zach! All they did was emboldened him. His mom is hot. Okay, that's that's fine. I don't care. Uh, you that's not my anyway. Um, we, we ain't going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> my point with that was, my point with that was, um, that wasn't something that should have been celebrated, honestly. And what it did was it emboldened him, and made it seem like he could do. I could do whatever I want. I could be a clown. Uh, I can do whatever I want. And so you got the result that you got. That game against the Bears is not the reason he got benched. It was the culmination of a bunch of stuff that that has been going on for two seasons. Every single receiver on his team, and I'll include Corey Davis, even though I think Corey Davis is trash, at one point or another over the past two seasons has said, I don't know why I'm not getting the ball. Maybe I shouldn't be here. Everybody wanted to kill Denzel Mims when he said, yo, man, get me up out of here, man. You ain't going to throw me the ball. Let me go somewhere else. And then Elijah Moore said it. And then other people said it. And then Garrett Wilson was like, yo, this is trash. (laughs) One, two, three, four. Wow. 
Something's going on. So, and, and honestly, I don't think Zach Wilson learns anything from this. I don't think he learns anything. Because now he has a bunch of people alibi. The same, the same supposed talking heads that was screaming for him to be benched after that after the interview, now that he's benched, well, you got to understand. And he ain't had enough time. Well, you got to see. No, I don't have to understand. He's had enough time. He's a terrible leader. He's a spoiled brat. He is who he is. Get him up out of here. If I'm the Jets, I'm trading him. I, I, I mean, I give him a shot next year, but if if somebody wants him, give me a first-round pick for him, get, get him out of here. Like, the Jets just have horrible luck. That's the luck thing, though, Barry. Yeah, they have horrible luck. Who's going to want him? Another mistake. Fix your mistake now. Do it now before you regret it. Chandler's right. Mims and Elijah Moore wanted out of here. Look at them celebrating at the game with 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 Zach Wilson with a hoodie on his head, you know, looking like he like somebody stole his lunch money. They was happy. You don't do that in front of a player like that. They could care less. They don't they don't respect that dude. Just like just like Russell Elijah Wilson having half the team go to his birthday party and then you got Lyman screaming that on the sideline. They don't respect this dude. They don't respect him. Guys, right. man, it's kind of brother. Right. No, what I was going to say, man, I actually agree with that, man. You had you had uh, my man sitting on the sideline talking about how much he loves the football and how he missed his girlfriend the football. And, like, you had the rookie jumping in the end zone twice. And, you know, I mean, the, the total, I don't want to say disrespect, but the total, the life is actually, you know, brought back to this Jets team and this Jets receiving core just by making a sheer quarterback switch. And I mentioned this to you yesterday when we were talking about it on, on, on the NFL show. It doesn't matter if it's Zach White or Joe Flacco, uh, Mark Sanchez, whomever the hell is playing quarterback for the New York Jets this year, it can't be Zach Washington. And you're talking about trading a man. Who in their right mind is going to offer you anything for this man who has shown himself to be a proven cancer in the short time that he's been in the league? The Jets are stuck. Houston Texans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't I think, think they're too crazy for Houston, but we'll say. You don't think we'll Houston say. would take – you don't think they would trade for him? You don't think – you don't think uh, – not when, not, not when you have the number one pick overall this year. And you got and, – and, 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 you, and you got certified legitimate candidates coming out. Yeah, not yeah, saying, yeah. Houston ain't gonna go go that route. <laughs> they might though. They that stupid. They, they might. <laughs> they might. They might. <laughs> you don't. You don't think. You, you don't think the Commanders would think uh, Zach Wilson could be an upgrade over Heineke? Oh my god! No, because I live out here in the Metro. I live out here in the Metro. Heineke is a, is, is almost a god out here right now. And he's, he's like, he's 50-50, right bro. He's like 50-50. Like, they don't you care. Know, in one, he wins, though. <laughs> yeah, until he loses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, until he loses. Well, right? Like, I... Yeah, what's the... I don't know. I'm not buying I'm not But... These motherfuckers out here... Love I mean, like, I, Chandler's right. There's There's... Houston would take a chance. I think the Commanders would take a chance on Wilson. I know the Panthers would take a chance on him. 
because they, they they got two guys on their roster that they they couldn't wait to get rid of. Um, you know, the Falcons have uh, Ritter, but um, who knows? I they don't know if he's ready or not. Yeah, they need. Yeah, they need they to play need him. To play him. Um, I, yeah. Mike, do you think you think your Saints would take Zach Wilson right now? I don't know, Mike. You said Mike, right? You said Mike, right? Uh, no, I'm yeah, sorry. Mike's talking, talking on me. No, I do not. Uh, I think he's lost his team. I mean, listen, if you can find some value for him, maybe you trade him. I mean, quarterbacks are hard to find. Listen, you already sent one uh, Jets quarterback down to Carolina to see if he could resurrect his career. Uh, so maybe he goes somewhere else. I mean, if you're the Jets, I think you have to go away from him at least for the rest of this year. Uh, if you don't yeah. find something that you like, maybe you roll with him for another offseason and see what he can do. And if he tries to do anything, and at least give him a chance to come back and, and compete. Um, if you don't end up going somewhere else, you're not going to get a top uh, pick at quarterback. So uh, unless you believe that Mike White is your franchise guy, I mean, there's a reason why you drafted him, even if you shouldn't have. So, Unless you unless you get something that makes it worth it to you, I don't know that you just uh, you just cut him off your roster yet. He's still young enough that you can at least see what he has. But he should not be the quarterback for the New York Jets right now. He doesn't have the respect of his teammates, and um, if you don't have that, you can't be as the quarterback. You really have to either, in a lot of ways, be a leader of men and like. Uh, Chandler said he's kind of the captain type figure on that team. He is not that, and he doesn't make enough spectacular plays to justify it. And so, even with the five and zero, minus playing the Patriots, his stats aren't that pretty during those games either. His stats are horrible. He's he's played like trash this whole year. I you know I I don't see even if Mike Matt White gets hurt or plays himself out of the role. You still go with Joe Flacco before you bring Zach Wilson on the field. There's can, no can way in question? my mind. Go ahead. Hmm? So when I when I came on the show, Sirius, what, what did Sirius always call me? I don't when know. I first came on the show for a long time, he called me Matt instead of Mike for yeah. a long time, and then he then he then he started. Why are you doing the same thing to Mr. White, the quarterback for the Jets? Why, why are you giving him the serious, same treatment Sirius gave me when I came on the show? Don't you keep calling him Matt White? He's a backup. He's a backup. <laughs> you can at least call his name right, though. <laughs> All right, I'm fine, fine, fine. My Mr. Fault, White, Matt, my fault, Matt. Mr. White. I, I, I apologize. Mr. White. <laughs> You know, let, next time, I'll let you host the no, damn no, show. Call it, his name's Mike, though, not Matt. That's my point. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? He, like, dude, he, the Jets aren't going to the playoffs. It's just entertaining that, for us to pile on that's Zach. A good, that's a good Zach name, though. H. Come on, let's call it right. Zach, Zach with an H. And, uh, and his mom is cute, Chandler. I don't care. His mom is a cougar. She's like my age, so, you know, she, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Are oh, 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 we about to do this? Are we about to do this? <laughs> you want me? To, you want me to offend a whole group of people? You keep pushing. You keep. You keep scratching at that. You want me to offend a whole group of people? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why the other I'll take that L. Talking about right now. I'll take that L. Talking about right now. No, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that, sir. Exactly. And my 
You told him, right? I told him, didn't I, serious? The missus is asleep, so she can't hear anything I'm saying. Yes, sir, you did. Yes, sir, you did. Yes, sir, you did. We're we laughing on all, all, all channels, man. I ain't trying to have the, the wife be mad at you. Miss Jordan, he, he lying. He lying. He good. She's always <laughs> mad at you. What do you mean? You know, she's like, why, 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 you, why, why didn't you put the trash out? out? Why didn't you put the trash out? It ain't full. So what? This, this mother would put the trash out when the trash is full. Yeah, I could yell that for everything. It don't matter. Um, yeah, okay. Pause. Yeah. So the because we could, we keep dancing around the Russell Wilson thing, and I wanted to jump in there if I could real quick. Um, yeah, I was about to go through it. I'm, I'm about to go through that. I'll tell you how Russell could 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 resolve a lot of the crap in the team for him right now. Um, the coach yeah. came out and kind of spread some of the blame around, and and he was right. Um, listen, yeah, outside of listen, um, a lot of guys on the team could play better. I see Russell make good passes and guys drop him. We were going to get into Melvin Gordon fumbling literally um, every – Melvin Gordon just fumbled again, okay? He was walking yeah. down the store and he, and, and he dropped the moon, all right? He dropped, um, he dropped, there's he some dropped games would have done better. Yeah, they, they was, there's games they would have done better, people that held on to the ball. But all Russell has to do in his next media availability is say this, right, which is, listen, they brought me here to be a difference maker, and I haven't been. It's not anybody else's fault but mine. And and first do that with the entire team. Say, listen, guys, I let you guys down this year. I don't know what's going on with me. I suck right now. I'm working as hard as I can. It don't seem to be working, but I'm going to keep working. I just need you guys to hang with me, man. It's going to get better. I'm going to do what I have to do. Okay? And then you say that to the media. What that does is it shuts everybody up. Because a lot of the, the criticism for us, honestly, it's not based in how he, it's not based in his play, man. This is personal. Mm-hmm. Um, Cats waiting for Russell to struggle so they could kick him. They waited ten years for Russell to have a bad season. Ten years. Well, he's a square. You know, he ain't out in the clubs. He ain't got five baby mamas. We don't like the way he speaks. He speaks too proper. <laughs> Come on, man. Everybody ain't got to be from the hook. That don't make you less black. You don't right. have to talk a certain way. You don't have to do what other people do. Blackness is not a monolith. But Russell seems to never be given the benefit of the doubt for all the good stuff that he does. This is one of the best people, human beings, in the NFL, mind you. But the, and think about it. For 10 years People, they've been taking shots at him, but nobody will put their name on it until he struggled this year. Now they're out in force. Yeah, and now, okay. yeah, exactly. Now you got Richard Sherman, you know, putting his name on everything, you know, on, on God, right? You know, like, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, it, just the fact that that story came out, that um, he had a birthday party and half the team showed up, who gives a damn? Who cares? What does that have to do? Were you trying to just kick him while he's down? Kick him while he's down. That's the only reason that damn story came out. Kick him while he's down. I mean, TP, what do you think about Russell Wilson? Can he win the locker room back? Can he get his career back? Like, what are we talking about here with this guy? 
If you're talking, you're on mute. No, on mute. Does anybody hear me? How if you hear me? I can yeah, hear you. I got you. I can hear you. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. You're not talking to me. You see, you're serious. What do you think about? What do you think about? Yeah, what up? You can watch Cook. Can he so cook? Thing, he ain't cooking this year. You know, what? I think honestly, in this day, and I, 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 here's the thing with Russell Wilson, in my honest opinion, I think he's one of the most likable guys in the sport. I agree with what Chandler said, but I think a lot of this situation uh, that he's dealing with this year is brought on by him. You know, if if Russell Wilson, you know, didn't get in there and start, you know, doing me, 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 and you know exercising on airplanes and, you know, Broncos country, let's ride every every time he, he got in front of a microphone. And, you know, we as, you know, media and, and, and fans didn't pencil them into the Super Bowl, and I got my hand raised because I, I was one of the first ones that was like, well, Tom Brady changed teams and won the Super Bowl, and Matt Stafford changed teams and won the Super Bowl, so Russell Wilson changed teams and won the Super Bowl. You know, if, if, if we didn't do all of this – you know, and if the, the the narrative wasn't the, the Broncos are a quarterback away, and then they get this quarterback, so I, I think this is a a a exercise and humbleness for for everybody. But if Russell Wilson didn't really put the spotlight on himself by how he by how he acted, how he carries himself outside of football, I mean, again, Broncos country, let's ride. I mean, he he turned himself into a punchline. He turned himself into a meme. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm scrolling on I'm scrolling on social media, and you know, when something acts up, we say, I mean, at least here in VA, you know, bills ain't paid, let's ride. You know, I mean, it's 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 a joke, but Russell Wilson has become a joke. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I saw something, you know, I saw something that 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 got released right as Melvin Gordon was was being let go. That you know, he was playing future songs in the locker room as as a form of disrespect. To, to Russell Wilson, you know, and again, I'm not too sure if that's true or not, but the fact that we even having this conversation shows how far we've come from Russell Wilson. Now, I do expect him to bounce back next year. I do expect him to do whatever he needs to do, get inside the gym, get inside the weight room, stay inside his playbook, you know, and, and get himself back right because, again, what Chandler said, I agree with to a certain extent, you know, his teammates haven't helped him out. Melvin Gordon, you know, fumbled too many times, especially in goal-to-goal situations. His receivers are near the top of the league and drops. His play caller and his head coach is a clown. You know, I mean, I don't understand why you, he's calling the play that he's calling. Again, I, I'm not going to excuse the fact that he's a first-year head coach. If you're an offensive genius and an offensive guru, cook something up. You know, figure out a way to get your guys open and put Russell Wilson in his best you know, situations to, to, to win you a ball game or to be successful. Nathaniel Hackett hasn't done that. The defense is good enough mm. to, you know, win you games. But, again, Nathaniel Hackett hasn't put, you know, his offense in positions to be successful. And then you times that by the fact that, you know, Cortland Sutton's been in and out of the lineup. Jerry Judy's been in and out of the lineup. K.J. Hamler's been in and out of the lineup. You haven't had significant contributions from any runner on in, in your offense. So, again, it's, it's, it's everything coming together. Um, for the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson, but again, he's really not helping himself either. Yeah, Russ isn't helping himself, but this is on Hackett. Hackett, you know what? 
it's not everybody. It's like Nor Turner. Not everybody's meant to be a head coach. You can be a great offensive coordinator. You might not get you into the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. But you know what? You could be a damn good coordinator and hack it. Just go be a coordinator. You you ain't a head coach because you you should have figured this out. We're, we're twelve games in. You're four and four and eight. You should have figured this out. How to get the most? Like even the Bears figured out how to get the most out of their quarterback with Justin Fields before he got hurt. You're telling me you can't figure it out with a, a, a borderline future Hall of Fame quarterback? You can't figure it out and a really good defense? Hackett doesn't deserve this job. Harvey, what do you what do you think about Russell uh, uh, Wilson and the situation going on in Denver? I mean, I agree with a lot of what these other two gentlemen just said. I think people are kind of pouring on. Um, I think some people would say they didn't like the way he kind of – I mean, there was – you know, some back and forth um, last year. But, I, I mean, like, Wilson's a great guy off the field. Uh, it's crazy that it took him, what, 10 games to have eight touchdown passes. And Carson went to his play, who has missed five weeks, still has two more touchdown passes than him. So I, I think that puts in perspective how bad of a season this man's having. Uh, talent-wise, though, you feel like he should bounce back and maybe have a better year with an offseason, maybe a chance to work with these guys more. Uh, I don't know, but I do think that uh, some of this is due to some clown coaching for sure as well. Uh, but I don't think that uh, I don't think that Wilson is done enough to really uh, help himself in that situation either. This is just one of those seasons that even great ones sometimes at the end of a career. You can see it in occasionally in a, in a baseball player. This is just one of those seasons that at the end of the day, you just kind of want to flush it and hopefully move on and, and you know, maybe reestablish yourself. You know, he could be a guy that is, uh, he could be a guy that, you know, could win you a fantasy league next year because of how far he's going to fall. And then you end up getting him uh, late or something. But uh, listen, there's going to be a lot of pressure um, over the next year for him to show us that he still does have that in him. Otherwise, like, uh, the trip from the penthouse to the outhouse can be a very, very short one. Absolutely. I hope he figures it out. I mean, he's not a bad guy, like you said. You've seen a lot of quarterbacks do some dumb things. I don't really see him doing a lot of dumb things. And it just it feels like it's just personal with people like uh, – with Richard Sherman and company really piling on this guy, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's fun to do it to kick him while he's down, but you know, yeah. I I tell you this though, I take him in New Orleans today. <laughs> so you won't take Zach Wilson, but you take Russell Wilson. No, I'm kidding. Um, now listen, a lot. That's what I mean. A lot of teams, it's hard to find a really good quarterback, and it's not. You know, listen. That being said, I cut Russell Wilson from my fantasy team because I had enough. You know, what I mean, I had enough. I should I should have cut him weeks ago. Uh, you know, I, but I finally did it. But like, you know, that that's neither here nor there. But a lot of teams would still take a quality quarterback any day of the week. So, um, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, but they'll figure out. TP, you there? I could have swore I heard him. I I, I, don't, I don't know where he is. Um. Uh, raise your hand if you're there, TP. I thank you. Uh, but listen, it's time to get out of here. Let's let's, let's close up the shop. Uh, Chandler, thank you for coming in and, and giving us a 
some Hall of Fame. So I could talk Hall of Fame stuff all day, and it, you know, it does get me fired up. But I appreciate that, Dish. That was a good steak you put on there. Nice seasoning on that. You know, got some 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 whistle tire or whatever sauce that you got on there. So, but give us a close and get us out of here, bro. A lot of fun as always tonight, guys. And real quick hockey note: Chris Letang played for the Penguins, had a stroke. Um, this is the second time he had. Um, something like this happened to him while he's playing. I really hope that he takes this one um, and just retires, man. You've had a great career. Go and be with your family before you die. Okay? It, it's time. You know, you, you know, the world, yeah. life is trying to tell you something. It's second time. Um, wow. Other than that, a lot of fun. As always, uh, keep in mind around the holidays, you know, uh, people get lonely. People don't have. Just because you're by yourself doesn't mean that, that you need to be alone. A lot of things you can do, but if, always pick up the phone if you get low. Um, 22 veterans commit suicide a day. There's numbers to call. You don't have to do that. And, and you guys always have a lot of fun. Have a good night. Thank you, man. Listen, you're, you're absolutely right, man. You know, suicide, you know, hits close to home with me and my family, too. So, um, you know, just know you're not alone, man. You, you, you can reach out. There's always somebody there to talk to. So. Uh, thanks for that, Chandler. Mr. Harvey, um, give us a quick close. Don't give us everything, please. Let me do my job. But, no, nah, give us a close when you get out of here. Barbershop on Clubhouse, man, 15,000 strong going. Check out the shows that we have, the time of Sunday morning brunch on Sundays. Uh, NFL free-for-all on Tuesday nights and the college cookout on Wednesdays, man. And, uh Yeah. Talk to you guys next week. Later, later, later. Peace. Absolutely. I do hope I'll get that later. I do hope I'm going to get that, goddammit. But no, um, I think, you know, I got to get Mike, I got to get Mike a show. Mike, we're going to get you a show pretty soon because you got to do something and cook up. I don't care if you're talking college football or something, or college basketball, because my Husky's in the top 10, baby. We here. You con. You, huh? We here. Serious. Talk to me. Get his eye here, bro. Yo, man, it's your boy, Sears, repping that 412 and the 703, man. Such a pleasure to be able to pop on here with you guys this season on the Columbus Cookout, man. I'm going to go ahead and double-click on what my man Chandler said, man. I am married to a vet. Um, I got vets, you know, all, all in my family and know every, a lot of people who, you know, tend to struggle during this time of year, man. I, I said this, you know, on the top of November, man. You know, when in doubt, reach out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they cross your mind, I don't, I don't believe that happens uh, by accident. I don't think that happens by happenstance. I, I do believe that we are put here uh, to be the hands and the arms uh, of the good Lord. And, if, you know, that person is on your heart, Lord, and reach out and just say, what's up? You ain't got to get on in their business. Just be like, yo, thinking about you. Hope you're having a good day. That, that goes a long way of making those that feel lonely or feel some type of way during this time of year um, that makes us feel loved and, and appreciated, man. I, I do a walk every year um, to raise awareness, you know, for, for suicide prevention, and I do a walk every year to, to kind of shed light and kind of put my money where my mouth is. Um, and so I definitely echo that, and I, 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 I encourage everybody to, to do something. Um, again, you go go visit a, go go to a shelter, go give back to to less fortunate. I mean, this is a giving time, so let's make sure 
we as a culture and we as a people look outside of ourselves and look to, you know, help those less less fortunate or those that could potentially be going through. You may not know what somebody else is going through. Uh, so let's do that. You know, with much love and respect to everybody sitting here, villain, man, much love and respect to you and your family. We spoke yesterday. I know you and your family are going through. Um, TP, man, I, I know you and your family are going through, man. Um, you know, Mike, I know you and your family are going through, man. I, I speak to you three gentlemen regularly. Um, so, again, you ain't alone. My phone number is not. It's not hard to find. You need your boy. You hit your boy up, man. I love you guys each. With that being said, I will catch up with you guys on the next one. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Um, You know, just pray for us, man. Pray for us. It's tough. It's tough on everybody, man. Listen, you know, reach out. You know, check on your friends. Check on your family, man. You don't know when they're going to be here or not. You You know, you can never prepare for it. So, um, but be there for people, you know, I, I, I totally agree with you guys. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but shout out to our sponsor, uh, PHI apparel, get to their website, get 15% off use the promo code chefs. Perfect time for, uh, the holiday season to get your, uh, Philly gear. Um, you know, much love to, to everybody, uh, serious Chandler, um, Mr. Harvey, everybody that does it on the, on the, on the show, people behind the scenes like Dave, Nate, uh, Alan, everybody that contributes to Sports City in their way, um, rocking the merch and rocking the rocking us uh, all all day, all, all the time. But uh, time is you there? Can you give us a close if you're there? I haven't heard from you. I've been asking for you, brother. Are you there? I don't think he's there. If it's if it's if not, it's just me. Um, but yeah, I don't do it like he does, but you know, I got to do it. Tell a friend to tell a friend is a chef's game. And if they don't know. Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, blowing like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Okay.